All right, family, what up? Welcome to Mike Paper Scissors. We, we back in the trenches. Me and my man Brock today, holding it down. What up, Brock? What's going yeah. on, brother? Oh, man, same stuff, different day, man. Oh, as we say down here, same soup, just reheated. <laughs> all right, all right. So today, I want to talk about this uh, notorious... 94 crime bill or better known i mean the original name of the violent crime control and law enforcement act of 1994 bro i feel like we need some and... some villain music that dun 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 <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why i wanted to really touch on this is you know of course you know joe biden's running for president and you know he's known for being one of the sponsors and co-writers of this of this crime bill and Black America, mainly males, are acting like Joe himself put 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 them in jail. Yeah, I agree with that. And and because because black males, let's 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 define why. I'm not saying it's right. Let's just define why they're saying that because statistically speaking, black males were the most heavily impacted by the um acceptance of said bill but i know we're gonna unpack yeah, it not. really really get down to what what was going on right now i'm not saying mike paper scissors myself brock or anybody else endorses this bill or felt like it was a great thing we, i want to unpack it because a lot of people are are just like oh joe did this joe did that but did you really unpack that crime bill to see what was in it and as you would say, sometimes we got to stop playing victim and, and own our own stuff. Oh, indeed. So, I, I you know, I did a I did some unpacking on this. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I, I want to say is, who were the ones calling the cops on these drug dealers in your neighborhoods? It was I'm more asking often, you. You asking me? Um, yeah. It was more often than not the black people in the neighborhoods. Um, and, right. And, and to be perfectly honest, you know, at one point I would have just pointed my finger directly at a specific demographic and said probably your older black people in the neighborhood. But no, nah, that's not necessarily true. It was just black folks in the neighborhood tired of the bullshit. Bringing down their property values making the neighborhood unsafe. Right. Correct? You know, kids not being able to go out to play whatever. You know what I'm saying? It was us. So in turn... Yeah, so in turn, these people, and these residents went to, you know, they went to their um, city councilors, state reps, so for, so what, so have you, and complained like something needs to be done. Oh, wait, hold on. What are you saying? Are you um, insinuating that Black people came together 
and went to politicians to make something happen and something happened. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say they did that and. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> now I'm, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. So, these, these, uh, these politicians, a lot of them heavily black. Actually, let me go ahead. The Congressional Black Caucus, they back this bill heavily. 59% of Black America pushed this um, um, this bill heavily. Why do you think that is? All right, so for me, um, if I were to um, take a guess or just, you know, give, give you my hypothesis is this. Um, there are a lot of our um, our seniors, our elders, who would say that although the struggle was real in I say the late you know mid to late fifties um, up through the mid sixties, um, that black people as a whole were much more proud of their neighborhoods and themselves, the idea of education, the idea of being educated. Um, and also not, you know, tearing down the foundation of their neighborhoods because they already had enough of that coming from um, our white counterparts. So for them to now be older, we're fast forwarding to the 90s and those people who were young in the 60s are now older. They're looking at people who look like them and what are they doing? Selling drugs in the neighborhood. Um, a lot of gang activity, um, a lot of, um, uh, I hesitate to use the phrase, but for lack of a better term, black on black crime, we were, they were bringing down the neighborhood in which they lived in. You'd have, um, you'd have them looking at them like, hey, I remember the days when we didn't do this to ourselves. We didn't destroy ourselves. We didn't destroy where, where, um, where we lay our heads or, you know, we didn't shit where we stay. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to judge anybody for doing what they do and how they do it. But you know, that that's always been a common rule. You don't, you know, you don't shit where you stay, you don't shit where you eat, you don't shit where you lay your head. Either way, you don't bring your waste or your wasteful activity where you're supposed to be comfortable. Right. So and so, those old folks were were you know probably <clears throat> looking at that. And who votes more than anybody, especially at that time? If you're talking about the black community, older people. It was the older black older black folks, yes, yeah. So it was so, <laughs> the issue was, so you know, this this crime bill was enacted and it was it was said that it, it, it was very problematic in the black community because it boosted incarceration of black men in jail for you know drug offenses. Um, it could be very well true, right? Because I'm not saying this crime bill. I'm not saying this crime bill was good. I'm not saying it was super, super bad. I'm just stating some facts. So mm-hmm. I don't want people to be coming at me talking about you. You support this? No, 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 no. I'm just stating some facts. That's all I'm doing. So what happened? Well, the issue was when the when the black community went to their politicians and this crime bill was brought to light and it was passed and so forth. The the black community wanted police protection. What happened was the police started overprotecting. Right. 
Because that crime bill started funneling money, it started funding the police as opposed to what we're asking. What I say, we, and I'm not part of that. We, I'll just go ahead and let that be known. Um, what we as a collective are asking for in defunding the police, right? So we went from under policing to like overzealous, right? Over policing, they was getting paid and they were happy, like, yeah, we going down, right? So, so that's where the issue really comes in. And then, as my man Abdur would say, you always got to follow that money. So then you got to start looking at the um, the state, the state and the correctional facilities, you know, working together. Because remember, you know, we, we'll pay you X amount of dollars, but you got to keep our jails full. You got to keep these jails full. Yeah, so, that part. So you got to remember that part. So when this crime bill was passed, and it was the state judges who were now allowed to act goddamn crazy as hell with, with um locking locking black people up. They got overzealous and started just locking every they went into the communities. You know what? We got some grant money. We're gonna over police this area. There's a lot of cocaine in that area. Let's start locking them up. And that's where kind of the problem became with this crime bill. Because there actually is some very good stuff in this crime bill. But then there's some bad stuff with the, you know, with the, you know, overzealous law enforcement that went along with this. Right. Man, look, I I get all of that. And I, I do understand um, that there are some systematic things that underlie and are in place that, you know, made for made the black community and black men in particular targets um, in in regards to this bill. However, Black people, at some point, at some point, y'all, we got to look in the mirror and account for our actions, too. I'm not saying what any... I'm not, I ain't talking about anybody else right now. I'm talking about us. Because, you know, a lot of people would think that, oh, man, you just, you know, you just pandering for these white folks. Honestly, it really ain't got nothing to do with that. It really has nothing to do with it. Now, if anybody who knows me knows I'm the last person to do that. I want black excellence. But for for us to achieve black excellence, we got to be willing to look in the mirror and look at what we're doing and what we can do to improve ourselves. That said, if you talk about the effects of the crime bill, sometimes it's as simple as not being involved in that activity. Don't do something that'll put you in a position to to have to face those charges, my my dude. Like seriously. And then you can hit me with the man, you know, I grew up in the hood and I, you know, I just couldn't make it and I had no choices and this, that, and the other. You know what? There's some stories out there like that. I know that. I know it firsthand. I ain't grew up with no silver spoon. However, I know a whole lot of folks who didn't make those choices and they were successful. You are the choices that you make. So if you, if, I mean, it's, it's simple. It's simple. Every action is going to have a reaction. So if you go out here and you decide, you know what, this is the only thing that I, I can do. I'm going to go out here and be a dope boy. Well, right now the rules say that you're going to get hit with some, some mandatory minimums. Is Are the rules right? Should it be that way? I mean, we can debate that, but the fact of the matter is, bro, it's part of the game. So if you're going to go out here and get caught up, 
yes, you're going to end up being one of those statistics. And I can't sit here and be like, oh, what was you? You did it, dude. And you made those choices, so you have to deal with the repercussions of those choices in the time in which you did them. We got to look in the mirror and stop being afraid to look at ourselves. More often than not, we're afraid to because we're afraid of the ref- we're afraid that the reflection that we see might be ugly. There was a question asked on one of our um, on one of our, our social media platforms earlier this week um, that you put out there. Why is it so hard for black for white people to acknowledge racism? And my response was the same reason it's so hard for black people to look in the mirror because you're afraid that what you see might be ugly to you. And the ugly truth is, outside of all the other shit we got to deal with, we don't help our damn selves sometimes. We perpetuate the shit. We got to do better, y'all. So with the 94 crime Mm -hmm. bill, yeah, it, it affected a lot of us very negatively. However, if you unpack it, as we say, why were you involved in that? Oh, well, I grew up, you know, in, in, in a, you know, in a messed up situation, man. You know, uh, you know, it was my mom, single mom and multiple kids. OK, why were y'all in that situation? But we, we could really dig down to this if you really want to get to the nuts and bolts of why you are where you are. And at some point, somebody made a decision that could have been different. And that's just my honest opinion. I so so in and I went back. So the 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 tough on drugs movement, if you want to call it that, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. It actually started with I mean whatever you want to call it. Richard Nixon started that shit. Yeah. He had his he had his agenda on, on drugs during the 70s, late 60s, 70s with, you know, the heroin. Oh yeah. Let's go into the black community. Let's go into the black community. Then the Reagans get into office. Man, they, they made they made that like their number one agenda. Just say no. Well, we some fools and, for some catchphrases, ain't we? Just say no. It's catchy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that little move, that little uh thing took off and back into the black neighborhood. Then the, the crime bill. So we've always been targeted for drugs, but we um but we we just never really I know I don't think we ever addressed why. And I was I was looking at some other stuff. So in 2010, Obama came out with the Fair Sentencing Act, which actually reduced sentencing for the same drug. Because remember, cats were getting locked up for for uh for powder and crack. Right, right. So they so he so he came out with that. So like you can't get thirty years for crack and get ten years for powder. I mean, it's, it's still cocaine. Right, right. So, you know, a lot. You know, cause I, and I say that because you know a lot of people was like, you know, Obama didn't do nothing, but that's another story. Another story. Um, but did the bill contribute to the expansion uh, expansion of incarceration? Um, th- uh, yes. I mean, but it yes. did. If you if you want to talk, you know, surface. You know, did it? You know, did it contribute to mass incarceration? Absolutely, but again, if you want to get down to the root of why, it starts to go right back around to self accountability. Yeah, yeah, but actually, I gotta say this: you know, crime was actually on a de- decrease during the during the time of the crime bill. Actually, before the crime bill was was written, 
Actually, crime was on the decrease. Okay. I just want to put that out there. Because I don't want people to be like, you know, some people will be like, oh, drugs, I mean, drugs and crime was on the rise. No, it was, it was actually on the decrease when this crime bill was introduced. But, you know, because... You got to have some. You got to have a platform so many, to run on, though. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, so many... Um, so many high-profile black representatives of the black caucus were, were on board for this. I think only like four or five weren't with this. They was like, you have to go a different route. But everybody else was like, nah, let's attack this. And at the time, you got to understand, at the time, it, they thought it was a good idea. I mean, drugs were just destroying the black community. And it was like, well, what are we going to do? You know what? Let's back this bill. And that's what we got. Yeah. So, but, but this is what I, so, I like to do. You know, when when a lot of people fuss about the crime bill, and like again, I'm not endorsing it. Um, nor am I. You know, I'm not right, saying it's right. a good thing. Nor am I saying it's a bad thing. You know, but when they start fussing, oh, the crime bill, yada 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 yada. You know, it was this and it did that. I listen to them very intently. I mean, I, I'm I'm talking about. I lean in close and listen to them, and then I say, you know what? I'm with you. So what do you think we should do? And watch the stupidity just come over their face because they have no damn clue what we should do. <laughs> so my my point is this. It, it is easy. It is very easy to sit here and say that, you know, that was a horrible thing. And, you know, what 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 could they ever have been thinking? And who who, who was the dumbass who approved this? Behind behind sight is twenty twenty, and if you don't have no plans, even after seeing what happened, then you might want to shut up. <laughs> you know, unless you got unless you have some, you know, some alternatives that we could possibly look at to rebound from the effects of it, then you might want to shut your mouth. But my personal opinion is that a lot of this starts with self accountability. We got to be accountable for what we do. We can't just sit there and say, oh, well, it's the community and I ain't got nothing else. And, you know, hey, you call me what you want to call me. Call me a sellout. Call me a sambo. Call me what you want to call me. Um, by the way, if you want to call me that, Brock is great on um, at Brock is great on IG. Hit me up. Message me. Change my <laughs> mind. Change my mind. But the fact of the matter is, when I hear people giving me those excuses, what you're telling me is that black people are susceptible to what's put in front of us and that we're weak. And that, my friend, I will not believe. We are not weak as a people. We are strong as a people. We have some weak individuals, as does every group. But we are not weak as a people. So if you want to sit here and tell me, oh, well, we, we ain't got nothing else we can do, you're telling me we are weak we're weak as a collective, and I refuse to believe that. Mm, okay. I feel you. So, and it, it kind of just irked me because, like I said in the beginning, it was always, it was predominantly black males who were, you know, the crime bill this, the crime bill that, Joe Biden that. And I wanted to really question how many of you guys actually went and read that whole crime bill? Right. Well, come on now. Let's, let's be, let's be 100. And because because I think mm-hmm. we've been we've been playing Willy Wonka to our people for too long. Uh huh. If you want to talk percentages, how many of our people have read any bill? 
Whoa. Wow. Well, you got to go demographics age-wise. Okay. Like, um, we'll, we'll say black men under 40. <laughs> are, you, yeah. are you asking me? If, if you had to throw up, if, if we spitballing and throwing a percentage out there, black men under 40 that have actually laid I'm, eyes I'm, on I'm, a bill and not just YouTube or WikiLeaks some shit <laughs> and and tried to come up with an opinion. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna throw a number out to make it easier. So if it was asked a hundred men under four under black men under forty, I would have to say maybe three. I'm gonna give it a, a, a strong. A, I'm gonna give it a strong. I was three. gonna give it if we said a hundred. I was gonna say a hard seven. <laughs> a hard. Either way, we're talking about percentages in single digits. Yeah, both of us hit the 1% <laughs> right, mark. <laughs> right. We are in single digits. You know, that being said, of course a lot of people didn't, you know, lay eyes on the crime bill. Uh, hell, there were probably black men in that demographic at the time who didn't lay eyes on that, that crime bill. Although, as for me, at the time, I was 12, and I've actually looked at it now. And those, and there are still people who are in that in the upper end of that demographic who probably still haven't looked at the damn bill. So, you know, right. that said, again, it, it points back to self-accountability, y'all. If we want to elevate as a people, we want to be more informed as a people, we want to start actually playing the game how it should be played then we have to be informed about what's going on. We have to be informed about how things move. We have to know not just the surface of the bill, the little idiosyncrasies within the bill that defect, that affect us um, directly. Because a lot of the stuff, yeah, on, on the surface, there's a whole lot of bills that sound real, real good. Oh, man, that's, that's awesome. You know, y'all want to give us, you know, Two trillion dollars and just say, "Oh yeah, that that is awesome." And then you look into the bill and say, "Well, hell, how come twenty billion of this two trillion is going like to the Kennedy Foundation for this or that? What does that have to do with we the people?" But no, we don't. We 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 read titles and shine and and we we read big font and shiny shit. That's what we do. And <laughs> right, so. Because one of the one of the one of the uh, things in the crime bill is the Violence Against Women Act, which I can assure you, and the ninety three to ninety seven percent of the people we talked about who didn't read it had no clue of that. <laughs> so there, there's, there's, um, there's money for drug treatment. There was money for battered women's Bro, shelter. Yeah, no. Delinquent. Oh, yeah. There risk. was a lot of so there, there was socialized a, and I again I, I kind of cringe when I say that word because you know a lot of people kind of get up in arms when you say anything social and they think that we're trying to turn you know this country into a socialist um country and that's not the case. But I mean there were a lot of social socialized programs to help not only the black community but just the underprivileged community as a whole, the underserved people who were underrepresented. It was a lot that was going on in that bill. <laughs> right, because most most of the stuff in this bill 
ain't gonna say most of it, but a lot of the stuff in this bill was to help black people right. as well. That's why I said. That's why I said, "Damn, it's like you damned if you do, damned if you don't." Type of bill because it was good and bad. It was locking us up, but it was giving us shit to help us at the same time. They, I was like, "Damn, Joe, what were you thinking?" But, but see, I, I bet you this though. I mean, if, if you just xed out the title "94 Crime Bill," and instead of adding additional funding to the police, you reworded it and said something like "reform." A lot of these people who are out protesting now will be doing cartwheels about a lot of the shit that's in that bill. Like, yes, that's what we need. Vote for whoever the hell came up with that. <laughs> well, right, because a lot of a, a lot of us don't even know there's stuff in that 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 bill that is benefiting the hell out of yeah. us. Yeah, it is. But there's also, but then there's also. But you know we can't lose uh we can't lose sight of you know Joe basically and and the co-writers of this bill actually gave the green light for state judges to like right just go ahead mind out here with right, so they're, they're, right so that that's that's the there's, bad part there's a couple there's a few bad things in it that I that I think would have needed to be addressed um you know giving the states the the green light to just go ham obviously. Um, to be perfectly honest, because you know, again, I'm a, I'm about accountability, and this is somebody who I've been out there. So I, hell, I'm talking about me. If I'd have got caught up, I'd have got caught up. But what I'm saying is this: if I don't even have a, th- I don't have an issue with mandatory minimums as long as it's the same energy ac- across the board. If you're gonna do mandatory minimums at a at a um at a high year sentence for crack. You better damn well do it for cocaine. And so that was one of my issues. Another issue that I had that was in that bill was the ability to try um, try children as young as 13 as adults. That one I kind of had an issue with. Yeah, I saw that. That, I that saw was, that. was yeah, like, I, I did now, too. come on. Now, you try adults as adult. hey, you, you, you're an adult, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. It's just one of those things. But a child, right. I mean, look, you let's just be real. It's yeah, a lot of 13 year olds. I, I was it, like, it's a lot of 13 year olds that ain't just out there hustling because they hustling. It was a lot of 13 year olds that was forced into the game. So when you start talking about children, now I'm like, hey, where's where does the reform kick in? Where does the the social program kick in to help reshape? this youth to what they possibly could be as opposed to looking at the circumstances that they are at that moment. Now, again, you know, I'm all about, uh, all about, you know, having some self accountability, but not at the expense of a child who hadn't even figured themselves out yet. Right. Right. Yeah. I saw that same one and I I had an issue with that. Hey, and, and for people who's listening and, $9.7 $9.7 billion went in funding for prisons. Now, that goes back to what I said at the very beginning. You got the state judges. You got the prisons working together. Outdoor. Follow the bag. And you oh, get that bag going to always tell you where there it is. There it is. You yep. know, a, a wise man once so told that was, me, that was, it doesn't matter what the question is. Chances are the answer is always money. There's a dollar behind it. So, 
in in closing, I would have to say a lot of that, of course, was all about money. This crime bill was written, in my opinion, it was written with a dollar sign in front of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I I mean, you know, unless it's funny to me, you know, how we pick and choose the energy when we want to give and to who in regards to things that we dislike. Because let's not forget who was president at the time. One of one of the black community's most, you know, heralded presidents in Clinton. I mean, hell, they pretty much gave Clinton a black card. Say, oh, he he invited to all the cookouts. He was playing the saxophone and jogging the McDonald's in the morning. And I mean, he was one of the key orchestrators of this same bill that people are up in arms about as well. Was he not looking up for black music too? I was about to say, <laughs> right? So, and and you know, the black community, you can't be mad at Joe and not be mad at Clinton. You got to be mad at both of them. Come on, right. people. But no, we just chose a Clinton. As a as as a community, we chose a Clinton. We said, oh no, no, we can't be mad at Bill, but we sure the hell can be mad at Hillary. We'll be mad at Hillary because she said super predators. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Come on, y'all. How how rudimentary does it sound when you're making that argument? Oh, she said super predators. All right, fine. She said super predators. You know, I, I hear what you're saying. Let's get down to the nuts and bolts of what this shit really was. You know, and honestly, a lot of black and, folks was like, hey, I, I'm going to say it how a lot of them probably said it behind closed doors. These young niggas is tearing up our neighborhoods, bringing down our property values, lock their asses up. That's probably mm. what was being said I, around random I, kitchen tables. I, I, I would encourage some black you know, people like our age, between me and your age, I would encourage them to go ask their parents, why did you support the crime bill in 94? Right. Just ask them. Just ask them. See right. what they say. Ask them if they, if they even knew about I it. Was of, I was of age. I was of age. I seen I seen what, what was going on in my neighborhood. And, and Cass was wilder. If I was... <laughs> what? If I had... If, if you know, if... If I was a homeowner and raising a family and all that at that time, I'd have been calling the cops on their black ass. <laughs> Yo, lock them up. Cause listen, listen, I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna front, man. I ain't gonna front. I seen what he did. I seen what he did. So in 1994, would I or you have supported that bill? Probably. Probably. We don't know because when it was being written, we weren't there. And like you said, we probably wouldn't have read it, so we wouldn't have known that he was given a green light to, to you know, basically come and terrorize the black community. Right. Other than that, other, <clears throat> other than that, we, we we wouldn't have supported it, but we just didn't know. You know, we were kids, so we didn't even think too. We didn't get too thoughtful yeah, about bro, a crime I'm bill. I'm just trying to go outside and play at the time. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but I also saw, at least from a child standpoint a lot of what was going on. Now, I mean, my parents were able to keep me away from a lot of that stuff, but I still was out there, you know, doing a lot of things that could have got me caught up in the system. You know, and and it was there. It was out there. So I understand why some of our elders 
you know, they probably, like I said, were looking back on, you know, when they were, you know, young and just coming up in the, you know, in the early 60s or so. And they're like, hey, you know, we had our faults, but we wasn't tearing down our own communities and tearing down our own people. What's what's wrong with y'all? That's probably what they were looking at. Probably pulling out their hair like, why? You know, if if you got to do, you know, if you got to participate in some illicit activity, why are you going to do it where you stay? They probably couldn't figure that out. And they're like, hey, get them up out of here. Man, listen, there was this lady on my on the corner where I live. Man, this lady must have had the police on speed dial. She stayed calling the police. And looking back, now you now understand I why? See, you know, cats was hanging out on the yeah, cats was hanging on the corner right in front of our house, you know, selling drugs, shooting, right. God knows what else. I mean, I ain't mad at that lady for calling the cops now. Back then, I was like, why this damn lady keep calling the cops? But now, I'm like, lady, lady I understand. Right, right. <laughs> if you can find that lady today, like, <laughs> I understand. Ma'am, I, I understand. I get it. And and that, but again, that's the thing we right. look at. We just, oh, that's just kids being kids. Yeah, and it, and that's fine. It's all fun and games until somebody come and shoot up the block and this old lady is sitting in her living room watching The Price is Right and get hit by a stray. That's, that's, that's problems, y'all. We bringing this stuff in our own communities. Again, I'm not saying, look, I understand. Life may take you a certain way where you got to do some things that you might not be proud of, some things that might not necessarily be legal. I get all of that. But... What we're talking about is how it affects our communities. And if you're tearing down your own community and your own people, then chances are the people who hold those community hold value in those communities and want those communities to thrive are going to turn your asses in. And they're going to vote for bills and legislations to help do that. And that's what happened in 94, in my opinion. Yes, it is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So... With that being said, the 94 crime bill. Was it good? Nope. Was it bad? Ooh. Yep. Then you can go vice versa. Was it good and bad? Yep. Um yeah. so that's what that that's what I'm coming out of. It was good and bad. It was yeah. good and bad. It, it gave it gave it gave it gave states and judges the green light to get overzealous and over police our communities when we just wanted fair policing. And equal policing as the white community. That's all we wanted. Yeah. So that's the bad part. Of, that's the bad part. I would of say that, that it was cons- and it, Go ahead, and it caused it caused it and it caused a massive. I would say that I mean, if I had you know had to make a decision on it right now, I would say that it was it was at that time conceptually good, but strategically horrible. You know, it, you know, in concept. Yeah. There yeah. you go. There you go. Right. We're gonna go with that one. Yep. <laughs> you know, the concept. I get it, and some of the things that help to, you know, formulate it. I get all of that, but all of the strate- the strategy behind it, in order to make it function, and the little sub, you know, the little sub issues, and giving judges the freedom to just, you know, go buck wild, the age variation and how people were treated depending on the the schedule of the drug. You know, again, the strategy of it was was kind of fucked up. But conceptually speaking, it was it was good. I think it was in its infant infancy stage meant they meant well, I suppose. 
<laughs> yeah. So, people, I encourage you, you know, look up the crime bill. If you can't find it, hit me or Brock up, and we'll send you the link that will show you the whole crime bill in this entirety. Indeed. All right, people. And with that, thank y'all for listening. We'll Peace. see y'all next week. This is called Mike Paper Scissors.